0: Tuesday, July seventh, two 2020. This is Did You Wash Your Hands? We're a podcast from WABE answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, Gwinnett County's top public health official says high demand for coronavirus tests means some people are waiting up to a week for results. That's complicating the county's efforts to perform contact tracing.
1: Because of the delay in testing results, oftentimes um, the quarantine period for contacts is almost over (laughs) by the time we get to them.
0: Dr. Audrey Arona, who leads the Gwinnett, Newton, and Rockdale County Health Departments, joins me for a look at the implications of this increased demand for testing as new COVID-19 diagnoses continue to rise in Gwinnett. That's next. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Line takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Line wherever you get your podcasts. From WABE Studios, the podcast where they read stories is a new children's storytelling podcast. Featuring notable Atlantans and performers reading classic and contemporary children's books. Each episode contains a story meant to entertain, inspire, and inform young listeners. No screens required. The podcast where they read stories features adaptations from both chapter books and picture books. Join us at wabe.org slash stories podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: W-A-B-E.
0: Demand for coronavirus tests is on the rise in one of Georgia's most populous counties. Gwinnett County sent off 5,000 coronavirus tests last week for processing. Some people could expect to wait a full week for their results. That's according to Dr. Audrey Arona, who leads the Gwinnett, Newton, and Rockdale County Health Departments. She joins me now for a look at the latest in Gwinnett when it comes to rising cases and an increased demand for testing. Dr. Arona, thanks for talking with me.
1: Of course. Happy to be here.
0: So um, I want to start just by talking about the situation in Gwinnett County. As we've seen across the state, we've seen kind of a steady rise in new COVID-19 cases in Gwinnett County since, say, mid-May. And actually, in recent weeks, it looks like that that increase has actually been happening at a bit of a faster rate. So just to start, tell me what you make of of the situation on the ground in, in Gwinnett County when it comes to this increase in cases.
1: Well, you're right. Our cases are increasing and uh, seems to be at quite a pace. I would start by saying that, you know, the more testing we do, the more cases we're going to find. Remember that we call every single positive case and we do contact tracing on every one of those. So we have a lot of people that are contacts to positives which drives our demand for further testing because I think the um, public is fearful and reaches out and wants a test right away and so I think that's part of it and also where we're testing makes a difference because when we test in areas of our county that are more densely populated we're going to have more positives that we
0: find. Is it fair to say that it is only an an increase in testing, though? I mean, I was looking at the the latest data from Gwinnett County, and and y'all's percent positive rate per your latest release in in late June was something around 12%. That's higher than the state's current percent positive rate for tests. So, sure, you're testing more, but is there also just more disease in in Gwinnett County?
1: Well, um, let me right-size that because our positivity rate overall – and that's since March, is now 10.29% overall. And the state's uh, overall is nine point something. So while our individual testing sites on a daily basis, we track that, that's our testing, and our positivity rate we're finding is increasing. And it's also more positive in certain test locations. Like our testing site in Lilburn and Norcross has a, a average positivity rate that's a little higher than the other location where we're testing in Lawrenceville. Um, so overall, our positivity rate is very close to the states. But yes, you're right in that our positivity rate is increasing. Again, the more people that we test, the more we're going to find positive you know, it's it's community spread. This is cur- the coronavirus. It's a virus. It's widespread community transmission in our county. And we're able, because of what we're doing, we're able to find those positives, which is what we're doing.
0: What do you just kind of personally make of the fact that even if your positivity rate is not much higher than the states, like you said, that there is community spread in Gwinnett County, and that maybe wasn't the case two months ago. I mean, is this is this rise in cases concerning to you?
1: Absolutely, it is. And, you know, um, th- I believe there was community transmission even two months ago. And what we're doing is just finding more of those positives. You, you know, you can't compare what we were doing two months ago because we weren't testing at the uh, capacity that we're testing now. Right. And so keeping that in mind it's, it's, uh, an ability to find, you know, those positives within our community, uh, by reaching out. What's really important to know is that, yes, the cases are increasing, but there are some good indications of the positives that we're wa- closely watching. And that is like the median age of these cases are decreasing and the, Percent hospitalized of our cases is falling and the percentage of cases with underlying medical conditions is also falling, right? So that means that we're finding, we're testing and finding younger people that are healthier and have more mild disease than before. And, And really in a situation where we are with community spread virus, those are the indicators that are the most important. Are we keeping the most vulnerable? Um, protected. And the way to do that is to push the message about social distancing, including masks, and um, doing what we can to stop the transmission of this virus until we're able to get a vaccine, hopefully by the end of this year.
0: Talk with me a little bit about testing capacity in Gwinnett. I think we've seen in metro Atlanta as of late a little bit more demand for testing. Do y'all have numbers on how many tests you're able to run? And is that enough to meet the demand that there is for testing in, in Gwinnett?
1: Well, you're right. The demand is increased all over um, our county, all over our district, all over the state, all over the United States, frankly. And testing capacity is a problem. There's only so so many tests a lab can run every day with results. And we're seeing that locally because our results are taking six, seven days now to get these results back, right? Whereas before it was a good 24, 48 hours. So as we test more and the demand increases, it's very taxing on the lab capacity and the number of test kits. We're still managing on a daily basis the uh, ability for us to perform as many tests as we can, but it's, it's very much dependent on staff, you know, our workforce, capabilities, but also the number of test kits. So currently, we can do our maximum really is about a 1,000 per day, and we've reached that capacity. It's important for everyone to understand that public health is only one place where you can get a test. There are several CVS testing sites. There are medical providers. There are urgent care clinics. Public health cannot do, we just cannot physically do tests for the entire community and so other testing venues have to step up and provide a lot of this testing as well because we've reached our capacity and you know frankly prior to this time public health was really not tasked to test an entire population we were you know preparing in a pandemic to provide mass vaccination and to provide testing uh, that fills gaps for those people that can't access our other medical community uh, partners. And so this is kind of a new task for the health department to be able to provide, you know, free testing for the entire community. And so we've stepped up and used our model for mass vaccination and tweaked it so that we can provide the testing um, but it isn't sustainable.
0: I mean, just thinking about this purely as a public health tool, if it's taking six days for someone to find out if they're positive or not, is, is testing really doing what we want it to?
1: Well, you're absolutely right about that. and um, And that's our concern. And that's why, you know, we're really working with our state and even federal government agencies to try to see. I mean, I think this is a a nationwide issue with testing capacity, and that has to be you know a, a something that's addressed and looked to to try to to remedy, especially in the face of you know widespread community transmission. So whether that means to expand testing capacity by other labs, um, I know we're we're using LabCorp right now, and LabCorp is so overwhelmed. I know that they're trying to ramp up. Uh, their ability to run tests quicker for us, because you're right, that is hugely important for us to get a test back as soon as possible, not just for the public's sentiments, but also for us to do our job better and well. Uh, Simply waiting seven days for a test result really impacts the ability to um, quarantine people and isolate people and So our message to the public really is while we really struggle to fix this lab capacity issue, every single person who gets a test really needs to isolate and quarantine themselves until they get their results. Because until you know your status, you really have to act as if you're positive.
0: It was last week that uh, Dr. Toomey, the head of the Department of Public Health, said that they, the agency wasn't having the kind of buy-in that they had expected from certain communities when it comes to contact tracing. Um, I'm wondering if you're seeing the same thing um, in Gwinnett that she's you know, reported statewide –
1: Yes, I think that's happening all over the state and and yes it is happening here and what we're trying to do is ask the public to please answer their phones um because once we connect with them um I think once um once we connect with a person We can usually convince them that this is the right thing, and then I think we get really good community buy-in. Our our issue is that if you is is to contact that person and get get on the phone with them and get their attention. Uh, At least in Gwinnett County, our citizens are very good about uh, following advice and about quarantine and isolation and and wanting to do the right thing. I think all citizens really want to do the right thing. It's just a matter of connecting with them getting them on the phone, talking to them in their language about um, the importance of all this. And so um, I spent a great deal of time on the phone this weekend because I wanted to give my staff some time off, and so I was calling positive cases and talking to the public myself. And um, I was was very um, pleased, you know, to just hear how uh, the public is really engaged in wanting to do the right things. And I think um, it's an education issue. We just have to um, get the word out to the public as to what is the right thing to do. An example of this is, you know, when we have a positive case and we call them and we reach out to their contacts, most of the time before we can get to them, the, the person who tested positive has already reached out to people that they've been with. And there's this moment of anxiety that most of them have where they're really so fearful that they reach out and want to get a test right
0: away. Thinking, though, about the kind of success that you're seeing with with contact tracing, do you have a sense of how many cases you are effectively able to trace? I mean, what is your kind of success rate there?
1: Well, I can tell you that our average is 1.9 contacts per patient that we contact for who are positive, and every single one of our positive cases gets case investigated first and then contact tracing after that, because of the delay in testing results, oftentimes um, the quarantine period for contacts is almost over (laughs) by the time we get to them. Right. And so we again, we're working on um, different strategies to to change that right now, because that's a really critical part of our mission right now. But nonetheless, we're still reaching out to every case, doing a complete investigation and following their contacts as best we can.
0: That's just so striking that someone who was exposed might not hear from from you until their quarantine period is is over. I mean, just should that be as shocking to me as it as it seems?
1: Well, we've known this, and that's why you know we've um, worked really hard to try to get our test results back twenty four to forty eight hours. But with increased demand and increasing uh, lab tests that we're sending, I mean, we sent almost five thousand tests to LabCorp last week, and so it takes time for them to ramp up their services. And you're right. So a bigger message is that we've got to. Tell the public, while you're waiting for test results, you know, act as if you're positive. And, you know, this is why mitigation strategies are still so critical. And wearing masks is a part of that. You know, you social distance and you wear a mask and you stay away from others. And especially if you're symptomatic and you're waiting on a test result, act as if you're positive in the meantime. Minimize those contacts So that by the time we're able to contact your contacts, there are very few. And I do believe that that is one reason why our average number of contacts is 1.9 per case right now is because people are heeding those warnings.
0: Is it then time, if we have such a gap in testing that is really trickling down and affecting our ability to respond in in other ways, is it time for, say, mandates for measures like, like wearing face masks?
1: Well, what's really important is that, you know, wearing masks is only one part of all this. We know that all these mitigation strategies work. That's why our numbers are down in hospitalizations. It's why our percent medical conditions associated with the cases is down. It's why our median age is decreasing, right? Because all of these mitigation strategies where we have protected the most vulnerable parts of our population, it has worked. And so the message is really wearing masks is great. It's important, but it's only part of what we do. We social distance. We wash our hands. We do everything in combination. So we're here in Gwinnett, we're encouraging businesses to require their employees to wear masks. We're asking the businesses to, you know, strongly recommend, if not, you know, they have the capacity to mandate it, for patrons to wear a mask. We're asking them to provide a mask if patrons walk in without one. So I think that will go a lot further than any mandate.
0: I mean it just seems amazing to me that here we are, we've been living with the coronavirus now for 6 months and we are experiencing another increase in cases, testing is slow, we're not able to truly effectively contact trace because testing is is so slow. Just kind of reflect on what this is like for you as a public health official and to do all you can but to still not be able to effectively kind of keep up it seems with with the situation we're in.
1: Well, remember I don't believe that this is another surge as if we didn't, we had a surge and then it declined and now another. I think our ability to provide more testing is showing us the true nature of this virus and the prevalence within our communities, first of all. Secondly, even though our cases are going up, the indicators, the most important things about this virus affecting deaths, okay, is declining. All of those indicators, the median age, the, you know, hospitalizations, all that really makes a difference. And and I do think this is about because people are about moving around more and more and that type of thing. But again, if we can keep all those indicators that are most critical lower, then the even with the rise in cases, we're, we're going to be okay. We just have to really watch those indicators and make sure we're protecting those that can die from this.
0: Dr. Audrey Arona leads the Gwinnett, Newton, and Rockdale County Health Departments. Did You Wash Your Hands is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. You can reach us at washyourhands@wabe.org. at WABE.org. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app where you can also leave us a rating and a review. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening. Sounds Like ATL is a music documentary series that takes an in-depth look at the artists amplifying Atlanta's famed music community. Built around a desire to highlight Atlanta's diverse and world-renowned music scene, each episode features unforgettable, intimate musical performances by fresh new musical guests, each with exclusive interviews about the stories behind their music. Listen to Sounds Like ATL Saturday evenings at 7 on WABE and WABE.org.